Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. five services last weekend and of course the Friday we Friday and Saturday night we had services and we had an egg hunt afterwards and the kids were out playing and it was wonderful and I met this uh, young lady who was the first time here at church and she and her mother were here and she was invited by her classmate that's in the third grade and his pictures right here Mr. Michael Winbush invited this young lady and they come to Easter service, and I want to tell you that God used that young man. And I got to, again, meet, the, meet the, his classmate and, and meet his mother, and it's just amazing how God is using the next generation. Amen? Amen. Matter of fact, I, I talked to another young man today who's, uh, who's here, and his friend is getting, he invited his friend to come to church last week. He came, and, and he's getting baptized today. Uh, and it, God is moving, and and I met and talked to another uh, young lady who's in like the, I think she's in the ninth grade now, and, and she was inviting her classmates. I'm just saying that God is working in the next generation, everybody. And so those of you that feel like there's no hope for our country and there's no hope because of this next, no, no, God is working in them. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we believe in them at SEC. We're all about the next generation. So the seeds that you are sowing have grown and are growing today. And so the question is, can God use anybody? Yes, and let me just tell you something. There is no joy. There is no greater joy than being used by God. It is the reason that you were, you were created and you will never find fulfillment in your life until you become used by God, make yourself usable for God. You see, most people wanna live for themselves. But let me tell you something. You're, living for self is not a big enough cause to live for. That's why so many people are miserable today is because they're, they're trying to live for themselves, but self is not a big enough cause. It's when you begin to say, God, use me for your kingdom and use me to help other people. When you do that, it changes everything in your life and joy begins to flow inside of you like never before. So today, I wanna read you a passage of scripture that we find in Romans and look what it says here. It says, sin must no longer rule in your mortal bodies so that your bodies obey the desires of your natural self. Nor must you surrender any part of yourselves to sin to be used for, the, for wicked purposes. What's that next word, everybody? Instead, because if you, if you don't do what he's about to say, you will give yourself to wickedness. Instead, give yourselves to who? God. To God as those who have been brought from death to life. That's what we're gonna to celebrate today in baptism, that people land under lives and coming back to life in Jesus. And surrender your whole being to him to be used for his righteous purposes. That is what God wants for you, is he wants to use your life to do good to help other people. Most people say, Pastor Jeff, I wanna be used by God but what I feel is I feel like I am unqualified or I feel I have been disqualified. 
Because people think, oh, because of my past, I've been disqualified, or I feel like I'm not qualified. I don't have enough, know enough, and, and, and so I'm unqualified. I just want you to know that's not true. And what I want to do is I want to lean into somebody who was used by God greatly, and that is the Apostle Paul. I want us to look into his life and some words that he give us, and we're going to find his secrets to being used by God, and it's the secret of staying usable. So Paul's secrets of staying usable is what I want to share with you today. And I want to give you three of them today that I think can change your life. Amen, everybody? How many of you would like to say, you know what, I want to make a difference with my life. Let me see your hands. How many of you? Okay, great. You're at the right place today. And it's, it's going to be so simple that you're going to be able to walk out of this church today and you're going to get to be able to start making a difference today. And I'm excited about that. I started to call you at three this morning to tell you. <laughs> the first thing I want to tell you is this. Number one, Paul's secret of staying usable is this. Number one is never forget it's all because of God's mercy. God's mercy. It's nothing that you have done. It's God's mercy. Remember last week, I gave you the definition of mercy. It's going to come up on the screen again. Mercy is un, undeserved forgiveness and unearned kindness. That's what mercy is. Undeserved. We don't deserve to be forgiven. No, we don't deserve that. And we sure cannot earn God's kindness. And that's what God's mercy is. It's God's mercy. You see, look what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 1. He says this. Therefore, since through God's, what everybody? Mercy. Remember, it's through God's mercy. It's not what you can do, it's what God can do. Through God's mercy, we have this what? Ministry. ministry. Would you circle that word ministry? Ministry, we do not lose heart. We do not give up. Now, that word ministry is not a churchy word. That word ministry is a worldly word because it's not only to be used in the world, uh, it's churches to be used in the world. And ministry simply is this. Ministry means any time that you use your God-given talent to help somebody else, you're ministering. Did you hear that, everybody? Any time that you use your God-given talent to help somebody else, you're ministering. So every person is a minister. Not every person is a pastor. Amen. Would you raise, would you raise your hand? Everybody raise your hand right now. I want to ordain you, all right? Right now, you are a minister, all right? You are. Receive that. You're a minister. Not, not a pastor, but a minister. Every person is a minister. Every person is a minister. See, it's God's mercy that has given us this ministry. It's God's mercy. When, the man, when we look at the man who wrote these words, the Apostle Paul, when we look at him, we see God's mercy because the Apostle Paul was not a good guy. Matter of fact, we would, we would associate the Apostle Paul who was the most greatly used by God but we would associate him with a terrorist because that's what he would do in terroristic acts toward Christians. He was, he was going from village to village trying to kill Christians and having them killed. That's what he was. He was anti-Christian. And so he, was a, he had murdered Christians and God still used him, everybody. Amen? Amen? And so you have not been as bad as Apostle Paul who was the most greatly used man by God of uh, 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 the present day. And so I just want you to know that you haven't went too far, you haven't done too much, that God still wants to use your life. Amen, everybody? Amen. He wants to use your life. Now, if God only used perfect people, there would be nothing that would get done. 
because there are no such thing as perfect people. Amen? Amen. God uses less than perfect people. That means me and that means you to accomplish his will on this earth. Aren't you really? And matter of fact, listen, there is no perfect people in this church. And if you're perfect, my friend, then I'm sorry. Please just excuse yourself because you're going to mess the rest of us up. Because we realize that we are jacked up, messed up, and we need the mercy of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are no. Now, I just want to show you, just to make you feel better about yourself, I want to go through the Bible, and I've written down some people that are famous in the Bible that did some wonderful things for God, but I want you to know that they were messed up, okay? So I want you, we hear the good side, but I want to show you the dark side. I want to make you feel better about you by people in the Bible that God used. He used them to do great things, but they had a past. First person that I want you to know is Abraham. Abraham was an old man. He was 100 years old before God really began to use him. And so some of you sitting in this room say, well, I'm too old. No, you're still breathing. You're not too old. Amen, everybody? And then Jacob was a liar. And there's a, a, a person by the name of Leah, and, uh, and she was very unattractive. She was hit with an ugly stick. <laughs> Just makes me feel good when I read about Leah. Joseph was abused. Gideon, Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. Rahab was a prostitute. Jonah was, was fearful, Elijah was suicidal, Jeremiah was chronically depressed. He, as a matter of fact, he was depressed so much he cried all the time, and the Bible called him the weeping prophet. Every time you see Jeremiah, he's <laughs> so bad. Okay, yes, there we go. So, so you can feel better already, aren't you? David had an affair and had, had his mistress husband killed, okay? And then we see that Peter was impulsive and angry, and then Martha worried a lot, and uh, we see that Thomas had a lot of doubts, and Timothy was timid. What I want you to know is this, everybody, is that every saint, every saint had a past, and every, every sinner has a future with God's mercy. Amen, everybody? And so I want you, what happened, what happened years ago, the devil will try to tell you that it disqualifies you, but as we just read, that if you just surrender yourself to God's mercy, it actually will not be a disqualifier, but a qualifier to say, I'm not perfect, but I'm under God's mercy, and God can use me. Lord, here I am. Take me and use me. Amen, everybody? Use me. That's what, look what the Bible says. Oh, in Ephesians 2.10, look what it says. For we are God's workmanship. Amen. You ought to look in the mirror every day and say, look at you, God. You did all this. That's right. He's, he's a workmanship. Okay, I just better move on. Created in Christ Jesus to do what? In other words, God formed you in your mother's womb. And when he was forming you in your mother's womb, he had something in mind that was good for you to do. If you're doing bad, you're out of God's will. So God wants you to do good, everybody. Amen? He wants you to do good, which God prepared in advance for us to do. When you were born, God said, okay, I've got, I've got things for you to do, and it's good things I want you to do. Matter of fact, we say this at SEC. You were not saved. God did not send his son Jesus to save you so that you could just be good. In other words, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I don't chew, and I don't run around with people who do. 
God did not just save you to have that life philosophy. God did not save you just to be good. He saved you to do good. And if you just say, well, I'm just going to be good and I'm just going to go to heaven by myself. I'm, no, 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 no. He saved you to do good. And we said, you know, we talked about this a couple of minutes, uh, months ago that when you do good, it's amazing. It's amazing how all of a sudden that chemicals released in your brain and we called it dopamine. Remember that when you do good, it's dopamine. It's like, it feels good. It's better than any drug you ever get. I mean, it's a woo, dopamine, baby. And when you do good, it feels good. Amen, everybody. It feels good to do good. I'm more excited about this than you are. Thank you over here. God bless you, sir. It feels good to do good. And you were created. That's ministry, everybody. It's ministry. You know, yesterday I had an opportunity to, to do that, do ministry. And, and there was a police officer that was in my neighborhood. And I saw him go one way and I couldn't get to him. So I went around the other way and I flagged him down. He said, yes, sir, what's wrong? I said, follow me to my house. He said, what? I said, would you please follow me to my house? I got a problem wife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not in here, so don't tell her I said that. I can trust. Uh-oh, here she is. Oh, dear God. Does anybody have a room? That's all I want to know. So it was my birthday, and, and many of you give me a lot of gifts, and I had a, I had a gift card. I said, listen follow me to my house. I called Rhonda. I said, Rhonda, there's a gift card. Would you bring that to me? So she brought it out the door. And I come out the door. I said, sir, he got out of his car like this. <laughs> I was like, don't shoot. I'm good. And I said, I'd like to give you this just to say thank you for all that you do. You guys do a great job. I just appreciate you so much. And the man began to, to tear up and he told me his name. He said, I just started this shift. He said, you haven't been in this neighborhood that long, have you? I said, no, sir, about a year. He said, well, I just want to say thank you because you've made my day. See, it's just uh, asking this question that we've been asking this year. And I'm going to ask a question. I want you to say it by what good can I do today? Let's say it. You ready? Come on. What good can I do today? That is it. That's the question we're asking. Every day we get up, you know, every day I get up, I, the first thing when my alarm clock goes off, I throw those covers back and I say, Psalms 118:24. This is the day the Lord's made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. And God help me to do good for somebody today. Lord, show me who they are. And when you do, God will wear you out. Amen, everybody? Amen. So if you don't know Jesus Christ today, you don't have purpose. And today, I don't want you to go any further without asking Jesus Christ to be your Savior today, that you can get on the mission that he's assigned for you, that you can enjoy life. That's what it's all about. So right now, would you close your eyes with me, bow your heads online as well? And if you'd like to know Jesus, would you say this? Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to do your will and save me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand. For those of you that prayed that prayer today, online or in the room, would you just please check the box on the back of this card and please everybody fill this out. Uh, check the boxes that I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower that I can send you some information. Okay, number two. Oh, this one's one of my favorite ones. So the secret of Paul to help us staying be usable, to be usable is this. Number two is be real, be real. Oh boy, here we go. It's gonna get good. Look what he says. Verse two, but we have turned away from secrets and shameful ways 
We use no trickery and we do not change the teaching of God. Amen, everybody? We do not change that. We teach the truth plainly, showing everyone who we are. Then they can know in their hearts what kind of people we are in God's sight. Amen. Amen. We're the real deal. We're no, we don't fake it till we make it. No, we're real. We don't fake it. You see, you don't have to be perfect to be used by God, but you do have to be authentic and real, everybody. And quit, you know what? Let me just go. I want to share how my journey. When I became a Christian, I was around a lot of people that, that sort of faked it. And so I thought that when I prayed, my voice had to change. Have you ever been around those people? They pray publicly, their greatest, heavenliest God is good as God is good. God, greatest, good as God is good as. So when I learned to pray, I'm like, heavenly, greatest, good as God is good as. And even so, like, I mean, they were, my mom, you know, who was not in church at that time, she heard me one time. She said, Jeff, why does your voice change? <laughs> Haven't you been through puberty already? And so even as I become a pastor, I was still trying to be what I thought people wanted me to be, and I didn't know, so, so even trying to be a pastor. So there was a pastor in Atlanta, his name was Paul Walker, this is his picture. And this guy, look how put together he is with the cuff links there and all that. That, that doesn't even resemble me at all, does it? I mean, that's just too, that's not me at all. I'm not put together like that. But this guy memorized, he would memorize all these Bible verses in his sermons. He'd never had, like I have notes right, right now, just remind me where so I can stay on track. My ADD will mess me up. And so he doesn't, he never preached with notes. And so I tried that. So I would try to quote scripture, you know, and I would say, and I want you to know that, that Noah in the belly of that whale, how he did that. And, you know, and I would just say all kinds of things to get the scripture all messed up and quite, and just messed up and people going like, huh? <laughs> that didn't work. And then I tried this guy, his name was John Hagee. He was a very popular preacher in the nineties and John Hagee. And listen, if you've ever heard him preach, he's a great order, but he is a manuscript preacher. He writes every word that he's going to say down. And so, you know what? I've tried that. And he'd have all his charts on the stage and tell, he could tell you right when Jesus was coming. I mean, it was crazy. You know, it was like, whoa. And so I've tried all that. I tried to, I tried to read my sermon. Well, let me tell you something. When you're ADD with a touch of dyslexia, that don't work too well. <laughs> so that didn't work. And I said, well, you know, I heard everybody talk, but then, then, then one of my favorite preachers, oh my goodness, favorite, I thought, I want, maybe I, God's coming to be like this guy, T.D. Jakes. <laughs> T.D. Jakes. He would say things like this. He'd say, ladies, I want you to know that God's going to get close to you. He's going to get close, close to you. He's going to get close. He's going to get between you and your makeup. God's going to get close to you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't work. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is be you. Be you. You see, when the moment that you stop trying to impress people will be the moment that you begin to impact people. 
Your friends and your family would rather you be real than to be, to always be real than to always be right. Amen? They would rather you be real than to always be right. And so just be yourself. Be who God created you to be. You see, um, life gets better when you, when you quit faking it. It gets better when you let God's mercy in and you realize that I am a product of God's mercy and I'm loved by God and I'm accepted by God. And listen, let me just say this. If you don't like me, I'm sorry because I'm not living to please you. Amen? I'm not living for your approval. I'm living under his approval. And the moment that you get that in your mind, that you, you can be free to be you because you're only living to, to please Almighty God and you live under his blessing. And then we see Romans 8 and 15. Look what he says. The spirit we received did not make us slaves again to what, everybody? You know what that fear is? The fear is of being real, that I can't be myself. No, you're to be who God created you to be, you, everybody. And he says, it makes us children of God with the spirit we cry out our father. We cry out father, everybody. So the question that I want you to ask is this, what is the question that we said? What good can I do today? Amen, everybody. Let's say it. What good can I do today? Let's say it again. What good can I do today? That turns you into a minister. You're not a manipulator. You're a minister. When we ask that question. Now, what good can I do today? The third thing I want to share with you is this. Number three is remember it's not about me. Remember it's not about me. It's not about me. Look what he says. You see, we don't go around preaching about who, everybody? We don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. I want you to know the one thing that one of the things that will keep you from being a minister and living a life that is that is boring, a life that is dreadful, and that is being a person filled with pride. Because that's what most of us have to deal with. I have to deal with it and you have to deal with it. Pride always makes me think that everything's about me. Amen, everybody. These people that are getting baptized today are going publicly today to say that life is no longer about them. And that's why there's something in that water that when they go down, they'll come up a different person. You know why? Because they're saying, I'm laying down my pride. I'm going to say, not my will, God, but your will be done. And let me just tell you something. There's some of you in this room right now that you want, you know, you want to be baptized. Well, let me just tell you something. I've got some shorts out there already and a t-shirt. If you want to be baptized today spontaneously, then just go ahead now. The people are going out. Go ahead. They'll give you some shorts and a t-shirt today and go out there and be baptized. Amen, everybody? Amen. Wouldn't that be great to say, you know what? I'm just going to be baptized today myself. Why don't you just go? Just take off and go. Amen? Come on. Let's give God a hand. Hallelujah. Amen? Let's go get baptized. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we understand that pride is this. We have to remember that life is not about me. It's not about me at all. When we forget that, then you're going to either, if you forget that life's not about you, you'll get bitter. 
You'll get bitter because when you, when you begin to think that, you'll have a problem and you'll think that everything's about you and you'll start saying things like this. Well, they're out to get me because you'll take everything personal when you think life's all about you. And when somebody gets mad and has a bad day and they lash out at you, you'll get so mad right back. But when you understand that's not my problem that they're mad, it's their problem that they're mad, amen? You don't take it all personal anymore. Isn't that awesome, everybody? It frees you from having to fight back because really, it's not your issue, it's their issue, and you know it. He goes on to say, and so you know, you'll say things like this, they just don't like me. Well, who cares? <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me, let me give you a wake-up call. Not everybody's going to like you. And I know you're thinking, well, what's not to like? I mean, it doesn't matter. There's some people that's just not going to like you, so quit trying to make them like you and just move on. Just be nice to them when they come up and say, hey, how you doing? But I got to move on. Quit trying, quit trying to make them like you. Just enjoy life. It's their problem, not yours. Amen? Amen. Well, that's good preaching right there. Amen. And see, when, when your life's centered around, when you're on, and also when you don't understand that life's not about you, then all of a sudden you begin to think, you know, when the blessings come, you will say, when the blessings come, you go, look, look what I did, everybody. Look what I did. You didn't do that. You weren't that smart. We know that God had to do it. Amen. That's the great thing about, you know, our church has grown through the years and, and, and God is blessing our church. You know what? And everybody knows me. They're like, God has to be there. That's all that has to be God. Because they know me. They're like, I know him. And you know what I love? I love about being able to share with you uh, in this setting. I love to be able to share with you my flaws and difficulties and, because you go like, God, if you can use that guy, you can surely use me, right? So if the God can use me, he can use anybody. That's the way I feel about it. And I just want you to know that, see, the universe does not revolve around you. It revolves around God, everybody. You, there's a God and you're not it. Yeah. Amen, everybody? So let's quit living. Humility is not thinking of yourself less. It's just thinking less about yourself. Amen? Not, not about, what about them? The more you think about you, the more you'll be depressed and discouraged. So we have to think, of, the more you think about other people, the more joy you'll have in your life. Why? Because you were created to be a minister, everybody. You were created, you were created to serve other people, and it feels good to do good. That's why we're asking the question. What's the question we're asking? What is it? What good can I do today? Amen? See, you're going to walk out of here today, and you're going to be a minister. You're going to do it today. You're going to ask that question, God's going to open up the door. Look at the last part of this, 2 Corinthians 4, 5b. He says, we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. I want you to know that God is far more interested in your motive and what you do than what you do. You see, the why you do what you do is a lot more important with God than what you do. The motive, why are you doing that? The why is more important. And at Stockbridge Community Church, we discovered our why a long time ago. We say, we exist to give people an opportunity for a better life through Christ, everybody. Jesus is our motive, amen? 
because Jesus makes people's lives better. You know, when I share Jesus with people, they get better, but when I share it, I get better. And when I, when I serve people in the name of Jesus, they get better, but when I serve people in the name of Jesus, I get better. Why? It feels good to do good. It makes me a better person. It, it makes me look in the mirror and like the guy that I see when I serve other people. You are called to be a minister. You will never be the person that you want to be until you say, God, here I am, oh Lord. I exist to serve other people, Lord, and I want to do your work and your way, and I want to help as many people as I can. Amen? Amen. The greatest thing you can do, that's what SCC does. That's what we do. Matter of fact, the week of Love, Love Week happened. The week before Easter, we called it Love Week. We went out and we served our community. And here's some pictures of a few things that we've done. We couldn't put all the pictures up, but here's some of them. Look at the first thing here. Is that Love Week, we, we assembled gift bags for schools. Matter of fact, we served, I think there were three elementary schools that we served. And I'll show you another picture in a second. Look at this next picture. We delivered gifts to the first responders that many of you gave. We delivered those gifts. The next picture, look, we stuffed Easter eggs for the Easter egg hunt. So all those 400 children that showed up had the opportunity to have an Easter egg hunt because you come and serve. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Prayer on the square. You see some of the brave soldiers with me, the godly people right there. Yeah, just kidding. But there was many of us that went, this is just a picture of a few of us, but there was 20 people of us there that day. We went and prayed for people on the square. The next picture, look at this, is that we delivered gifts to the schools and that what, we, what you did was that we had goodie bags that many of you stuffed, that we took the three elementary schools and that we also not only took goodie bags there for the teachers, but we also stocked their, their supply rooms. Like we want to make sure that the teachers had things at break time so that they would have all these goodies. And you did that. We went to three schools. You did it, everybody. Come on, give yourself a hand. When we give, people live, everybody. God has called us to be a church that does good. Listen, there's too many people that are talking about, well, we, they ought to do this and they ought to do that. And they ought to do, let's just quit talking about what they ought to do and let's do what we can do and we'll change the world, everybody. God has called us to change the world. Romans 12, 21, look what it says. I love this verse. Do, do not be overcome by what, everybody? Evil, but overcome evil with what? Good. If you want to make evil push back, if you want a better school for your children, if you want a better community to live in, then we have to do good, everybody. Amen? Amen. The question is this. Would you ask it with me? Let's say it. What good can I do today? Would you say that again? What good can I do today? That's the question. What good can I do today? You know what, on the National Day of Prayer, we're a church that believes in praying. We don't just want to talk about it because the greatest good that we can all do is pray for our nation, amen? amen. Don't complain about it. Turn your little Fox News off and CNN off. You turn that off a little while. <laughs> I just, oh, I was preaching until I said that, right? Some of you are so poisoned by all that stuff going on all day. Turn off the bad news. Get on your knees and let's talk to God about some good news. And so what I want you to do is this. I want you to check your card, your connection card, that you'll help us pray because we're going to pray for 24 hours, 15-minute blocks. Some of you are going to get up at 3.30 in the morning to pray for 15 minutes. Hallelujah. 
You get up to go to the bathroom any time, anyway at that time, let's pray, amen? <laughs> the younger people, we want you to pray at midnight before you go to sleep. Listen, today we're celebrating what Jesus has done because we're asking what good can we do today? I want you to stand up with me now. We're gonna sing this song It says the world needs Jesus. On that connection card, I had a next step for you. I forgot to say it, but the next step was this is that you would ask yourself daily what the question, what good can I do? Say it, ask it about your family, ask it about your neighbors, ask it about those around you because the world needs Jesus. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just wanna say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.